0: Hey G12 family, welcome to our podcast. We are so excited to have you here. We know this message will draw you closer to God's word, his will, and his way wherever you are. Enjoy the message. Are you guys excited about this month? Woo! Who's going to get baptized next week? Woo! Lift up your hand. We want to celebrate you guys. It's going to be a very special day for you guys. So as you guys know, what are we speaking about? Jesus is King. So as my husband said last week, there's this album called Jesus is King by Kenya West. Have you heard it? Okay, at first when I heard that he was going to do a gospel album, I was like, what? Like this guy is not even a Christian. Like you know his past, right? Like he was like terrible like, cursing, like, everyone would say, like, he's bipolar and all these things. And you're like, yeah, right. Who, who, who said that? I was the only one? Great. Everyone else is like, yeah, he's a man of God. But I was the only one. <laughs> awesome. Great. And I think one more person. But then I started looking at the Sunday services. Have you ever seen that? Yeah, it's great. And I actually heard his testimony where he said, when I was at the hospital, when I was doing so bad, that's when I cried out to Jesus. And he answered me and he started saying all these things about his life and like, I don't curse anymore. I don't curse in my concerts anymore. I'm not gonna sing my old songs. And I just want people to know about Jesus. And I was like, wow, it looks like he's truly born again. Now we gotta pray for his wife, right? pastor kim kardashian Ooh. <laughs> hopefully she's gonna be like a sexy pastor i'm just kidding <laughs> but anyways there's like a song there that is called hands-on have you heard that song hands-on who's heard it who knows it anyone knows it one a little bit you guys forgot to do the Next time I'll, I'll, I'll pass someone else. Some of you guys look like you, you could do a good rap. But anyways, that's like his testimony, right? And it's really, really cool because basically he's telling you everything he did in his life. He's like, I've been working for you my whole life, right? <laughs> but now he's like, I'm gonna give you, I'm going on a strike, right? I'm not going to work for you anymore now. I'm going to work for God, Yeshua. So when you read these lyrics, you realize that he was really born again. Hopefully, we pray for that. Amen. And the coolest thing is that I was just reading that in his last Sunday service, like 2,000 people gave their lives to Jesus. Can you praise God for that? And just like... Kenya, there's another man in the Bible that you would never even think that he would convert to Christianity and his name was Saul of Tarsus. He was really used by God. But he was actually on his way to persecute the Christians, to kill the Christian. Even though he was a very educated man, he had a lot of knowledge. He had been under Gamaliel for many years And he like basically knew the law almost by heart. And he's like, this Jesus thing, this is crazy. I'm gonna go and kill these Christians because that's not the true Messiah. And he was just gonna go after them. And look what Acts nine one says. It says, during those days, Saul full of angry threats and rage wanted to murder the disciples of the Lord Jesus so he went to ask the high priest imagine this this was a man who thought he was doing the right thing he thought he's like man i got to do what it says in the law and i got to go and kill all these all these infidels and he actually got permission to go and murder these christians do you think murder is a good thing right but in his mind, he thought he was doing the right thing. So as he was on his way there, that's when he encountered Jesus because Jesus saw something in him. And like Kenya, he's like at his darkest moment of his life at the hospital that he was like thinking of all his life. Think about this, supposedly he had like a lot of money. He had fame. He had like all the things like the world tell you, tells you is the right things to have, but he's like, I'm nothing. I'm, I have nothing. I have everything, yet I have nothing. And that's when he realized I need Jesus. So I don't know what you're going through today. Maybe you're going through a really difficult moment in your life, and that that's where you gotta choose what I'm, what am I doing with my life? There's this man that I heard about That his name is ravi zacharias ravi zacharias you should look him up on youtube he's amazing he's like a philosopher and he he's a christian guy and his mission is to take believers to be thinkers and to take thinkers to be believers that's what his mission is it's pretty cool right and he actually goes into these universities like he gets invited to like yale harvard like the best schools in the country and all these kids just come and ask him questions like atheists and they ask him questions about christianity jesus and all these things you should look him up he's really amazing and his answers are so amazing because he has an amazing testimony the way he came to jesus was supernatural at the age of 17 He tried to commit suicide. He's from India. And he swallowed poison. But he didn't die. He ended up at the hospital as well. And while he was at the hospital, a Christian person came and gave his mother a Bible. And she told her, read this to him. They were not Christians. It's like, read the Bible to him, starting in John. And when they got to John 14... And verse 19 that it says, because I live, you also will live. This is the moment that Ravi said, wow, now I have a reason to live. It's because Jesus lives, the author of life, my hope, now I can live. And since that moment, he decided to give his life To Christ he decided to live for something bigger than himself which was Jesus so I'm telling you today I don't know what you're going through maybe you've thought about suicide maybe you have depression maybe you could be in church for so many years but this suicidal spirit is very real I heard recently about a pastor did you guys hear about a, a pastor who actually committed suicide I was like, wow. So even in church, even pastors, they get attacked with these these thoughts from the enemy, anxiety, all these things. So I'm telling you today, maybe you've thought about suicide, but I'm telling you, God's not giving up on you. Maybe you've been dealing with sickness, but I'm telling you, God's not done with you. He hasn't given up on you. Maybe you struggle and you doubt about Jesus' existence like many of these kids. And you're like, Jesus, is this real? Why is there suffering in the world? But I'm telling you, God is here for you. Maybe you live in the worst conditions in your home. I don't know what the atmosphere is. Maybe you're going through a really hard situation with your finances. And you're like, God, where are you? But I'm telling you, God is not giving up on you. Maybe you're filled with anger, just like Paul was, just like Saul. He was so angry against Christians. That he's like, I'm just going to go and kill them in the name of the law of Jehovah. Amen. But I'm going to go kill you. So I don't know what you're going through, but I want to tell you something. God is not giving up on you. Tell the person next to you that God is not giving up on you. Tell the other person next to you that God is not giving up on you. So that moment where you hit rock bottom is the moment where you say, I need help. How many of you came to Jesus because you got to that moment? Maybe it could be a moment of divorce. Maybe it could be a moment maybe where your parents got divorced. Maybe it could be a moment where you came to this country and you were all by yourself. And that's like the moment you're like, I need help. Maybe it's the moment where you file for bankruptcy. And that's the moment where God is telling you, this is your time. I'm not giving up on you. And I want to speak to you also about the darkness of sin. Because sin is like if you had a veil in your eyes. If you had something in your eyes that does not let you see. Sin is that thing right here. And you think you're doing the right thing. Because it's like habits that you've had for so long. This is what's happened to Saul. Because he had... The law for so long, he thought he was doing the right thing, actually. And look what Isaiah 59 2 says. It says, But your iniquities have separated you from God, and your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear. So, sins have separated you from God. Say, Sin separates me from God. That's what sin does to you. It's like there's no way to come close to God because there's no way he can come to you but only through Jesus when you repent. So maybe you've been a slave to sin for so long and that's why you're like I don't feel Jesus. I go to church and I don't feel him. I try to play and I don't I pray and I don't feel him. So think about it. How do you see Sin, do you see it the way God sees it or do you see it the way the world sees it? Because it's two very different things. The way the world sees sin is like it's okay to have a sinful life. It's okay to take the easy route. It's okay like if you meet someone for the first time to go and sleep with that person. That's the message the world is telling you. Sin is okay. It's okay to look at pornography. That's normal. But the way of the Lord is very different. God wants you to take the hard way, to do it the hard way. Because the hard way is going to take you into eternity. The hard way is going to make you have a happy home. The hard way is going to help you to live a holy life. Are you excited about this? Amen. Give it up for Jesus. So think about this. Are you a slave to sin? There's people who have been in church for so long. And, you know, it doesn't matter if you come here every week or if you have a cell group or if you lead a cell group. There can still be things in your heart. So think about this. Are you a slave to sin? Is there something that you still feel that is there? Maybe it's one of the things that I've told you. Maybe it's pornography. Maybe you're addicted to something. Maybe you still have a vice. Maybe you're addicted to video games. Maybe you're addicted to social media. Maybe you have friends that you're having conversations that you know you're not supposed to. So think about this. And something that also could happen to you is that you feel like stuck because of that sin and you don't know where to go. And it's like, man, how do I do this? How do I get to Jesus? But the good thing is that there's hope for you. God is not giving up for you. And he wants to remove that veil. And how does he remove that veil? Say with me, through Jesus. Jesus is the way to the Father. There's a story of this guy, this boy. His name was Prince Kabu. What was his name? Prince Kabu you can see him right there. So Prince Kabu is from Africa and he was born like in 1872 something like that. And he was from a, a prince from a tribe and when he was 14 years old another tribe came and kidnapped him. They kidnapped him because they wanted to use him as a pawn kind of like okay we kidnap You kidnapped your your prince so you could bring us food. So his dad would bring him food every day and they would try to like please them, but it was never enough, right? So after that, he stopped doing it because they didn't have anything else. So they started beating him every day for many days. Imagine a 14-year-old boy just being beaten every day. So in that moment of desperation, he cried out to God, and he's like, God, please, if you're real, come and help me. He had no idea who Jesus was. And he was like, please help me. And right there, he saw a a flash of light that came to him, and basically his chains fell, and a voice came and told him to run. So he just started running in the fields, and he went for many days running and living just right there on the fields. Then he got to a house of a former slave. And that former slave was a Christian. And she led him to Jesus. And, she's, and he was so happy to know about Jesus. And he was like, tell me more about Jesus. And she was like, I don't know a lot, but there's this guy, this missionary, he preached to me. His name's Steven and he lives in New York. And he's like, I wanna see this missionary. And she was like, okay, you should try to go on, the, on that ship and see if you can go to the United States. So he went on that ship and he told the, cup, the captain, I wanna go to New York. And the captain is like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm full. I, like, I don't have any more space. But right when he said that, two of his crew members had quit. And he's like, okay, so I have two more spaces for you. One for you. I'm going to take you as part of my crew. So he actually got to go to New York. And the amazing thing is that when he got to New York, he saw Stephen right there. He met with that missionary. And that first night, he actually took 20 people to the Lord. One day that he got saved. Give it up for this guy. He had only heard about Jesus. It was a supernatural miracle. Then he kept preaching and speaking about Jesus. And he he was taking so many people to Jesus. And the guy was like, wow, God is going to use you. So they did a fundraise to take him to school so he could train to become a missionary. And he could go back to Africa. And they did this fundraise and he went to Taylor University. But he actually died when he was 20 years old. He lasted very, like he had a short life. He died of pneumonia. But he had led so many people to Christ, so many young men and women to Christ. And they have this thing written um, about him right there at the Taylor University. And it says, Samuel Morris, 1973 18, I mean, 1873, 1893, Prince Kabul, native of West Africa, famous Christian mystic, apostle of simple faith, exponent of the spirit-filled life. So that was the legacy he left. And actually right there at his funeral, many of his friends felt convicted to actually become missionaries to the country where he was from in Africa. So he did leave America. A legacy only at 20 years of age. A lot of times we think, man, I'm too young. I'm too young to speak. I'm too young. Could God ever use me? But this young boy, he decided to live for God. He decided to live for him. And it all happened in a flash of light. In a flash of light. And the same thing happened to Saul. Acts 9 Verses three and four says, "As he neared Damascus on his journey, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, "Soul, soul, why do you persecute me?" So as he was on his way to kill these Christians, that he was on his way to go and persecute them, Jesus said, "I'm going to use this guy." I have news for you. I'm not done with you. I'm going to use you. I'm not going to take you to speak to many people even though you're trying to, in your mind, you're thinking of doing the right thing. But I have plans for you. And it all happened in a flash of light. Say with me, in a flash of light. And it was the same thing that happened to Prince Kabu, this young boy. He saw that flash of light. And you know what? It's the same thing that actually happened to my dad. My dad, when he was 18 years old, Pastor Cesar, woo. <laughs> so when he was 18 years old, he, he had this professor who was an atheist. And he, was, he would always attack the Bible. And he's like, I've not only read the Bible, but I've studied it. And he's like, man, but I believe in Jesus, even though he was like Catholic. But he's like, why? I haven't even read the Bible in my life. So I'm going to read the Bible. So he started reading the Bible a couple of months later he's like god i want to have an appointment with you i want to meet with you and he he set an appointment with jesus one day he got on his knees and he's like okay today at 10 p.m. you're going to meet with me so he went on his knees he started waiting for them he waited for a couple minutes nothing had happened 10 minutes 15 minutes then suddenly boom a flash of light say it with me a flash of light so in a flash of light He saw that light come into his room. He fell on his knees, and he just started confessing all of his sins. And he was like, Jesus, I believe that you're real. Jesus, I believe that you came to save me, and I give you my whole life. No one ever preached to my dad. This was supernatural. He just did it on his own. And ever since then, he was born again. Next day, he wanted to try his cigarette. He wanted to try his things. Nothing. It's like he was completely born again and he left his old life of sin. Because it can happen how? Say, in a flash of light. In a flash of light. And John 8, 12 says, when Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Say with me, the light of life. The light of life. Something that amazes me is that as soon as Paul had an encounter with God, he started to preach the word. Say with me, preach the word. He didn't wait for like nine months. I'm going to go to life class. Then I'm going to go to destiny training. Then I'm going to be baptized. Then I'm going to be anointed. No, he's like, I'm doing it right now. And he actually wrote one-third of the New Testament. Say with me, wow. So God used him not only to reach the Jews, but the Gentiles because he was both a Jew and a Roman citizen. And this is what God is. He is the light of the world. He is the light of the world. And today God wants to meet with you in a flash of light. What does a flash of light mean? it means to have an encounter it doesn't matter if you've been here for so long or for so many months god wants to encounter you he wants you to see him the way he sees you and today you're going to ask to have that supernatural encounter you know it happened to me at an encounter which is a retreat have you ever been to a retreat my flash of of light happened that moment at a retreat i was 12 years old I had been in church for so long, but I never had an encounter with Jesus. Because it doesn't matter if you're a pastor's kid, right? You need to have your own encounter. And that moment is when I felt I am a sinner, and I felt that flash of light, and I had to confess my sins on my own because my parents' faith was not enough for my salvation. I had to do my own decision. So I don't know if today you've made that decision where you have had a supernatural encounter. It's like that moment that it's just like, boom. It's like, what Kanye said, like when I, when I was at the hospital, I felt that light, my, my flash of light. So that's gotta happen to you. I don't know if that's happened to you, but today we're gonna pray that you're gonna do it. So why don't you stand today and you're gonna start praying that that flash of moment will happen. Just the way it happened with Saul of Tarsus, just the way it happened with Paul, that God later on changed his name to Paul, on his way to Damascus, he was going to go and kill the Christians, he was going to go and persecute the Christians, but God said, no, I'm going to meet with you, I'm going to meet with you, I'm going to meet with you, and right there he had that flash. A moment, just as Paul, perhaps you feel like you're not worthy, but God tells you, "I want you to have that flash of light." Maybe you've even mocked Christianity, just like Paul. Maybe you're saying, "Yeah, right. I don't believe what Christians say. They say too many nice things, but they don't live worthy lives to follow." but you're gonna be different today. You're gonna start asking God to make you different. Maybe you say, oh, I don't believe in religion, but you know what? This is not about religion. This is about a relationship with Jesus. It's very different to live a life of religion and to live a life of relationship. Come on, are you excited about this? Thanks so much for tuning in. Before you go, make sure to click the follow button so you never miss what's new. We would love to connect with you. You can follow us on Instagram at G12Church and share with us how this message has impacted you. Until next time.